and welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. It is Friday. Thank God for that. Lord knows I need it. Glad you're listening in. We have a very special guest. We have the continuation of the wonderful saga of Janae, perfectly flawed, a.k.a. Janae, perfectly broke AF. Uh, we have a special guest today. This is one of the people that reached out um, when the most recent thing with Janae flared up. I mean, she's like herpes. She just comes and goes. She flares up. I mean, this woman is just kind of like whatever. But this is Jennifer. Jennifer, uh, introduce yourself to the crowd and the audience. Basically, um, tell the tell the people why you DM'd me about this whole Janae issue because you and your husband kind of have a history with her. Yeah, so it's mostly just me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so um, I met Janae through um, Instagram, like how I've met a lot of people in the veteran military community space. Um, and I knew that she ran perfectly flawed. I think that was actually why she had like reached out to me. She was letting me know about her business and gave me like a discount code. And I followed her and her business and wanted to support because at the time, um, I had recently joined the army reserves. Um, and I was trying to get to know people that were in the military community, um, because I, um, I, Obviously, um, I joined after college and I was already working a professional career and everything. So I don't have that many friends, especially women in my job because I'm an electrical design engineer for a DOD contractor. Um, and I worked in the DOD contractor worlds um, my whole professional career. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, followed her and, you know, trying to make friends in this I, space. You know, and um, unfortunately... Um, she had, I, I don't know what it was because I actually, someone else had reached out to me and told me, Hey, like, um, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, there was a group chat about you and, um, your business. And apparently like Janae was claiming that I had, um, I forgot what the wording exactly was that I was undermining her work and her business and that she couldn't stand for that. And apparently I was undermining um, four other women veteran entrepreneurs as well, which I have no idea who those four could have been, um, but that she couldn't stand for that. And, you know, that she was putting out the message that she didn't want to associate with anyone that wanted to support me or my business, Peach Shells Apparel. Um, who actually, she had actually reached out to me back when I was having um, a mishap with another veteran-owned company that was in the same retail e-commerce space mm -hmm. um, that was giving me issues on social media, kind of, kind of coming at me and my business. Um, she had tried to advocate and help me with that situation. So that's why I had like even more so had supported her and tried my best to, you know, like I bought her book and bought from her business and everything. Her best-selling best book? Yeah. yeah. How, how was uh, the book? I haven't read it, but how was the book? I didn't read it. I mean. <laughs> okay. Did she, I want to go back to the, uh, how did she undermine, how did you, how did she say that you undermined her business? Because her business is, she had, she ran a boutique shop, right? With like little apparel and stuff and how did you undermine her business? I have no idea because no one asked in the group chat what exactly I said, what I did, or she didn't show any proof of such. So 
And it upset me because I had noticed that she had blocked me a while back. And I noticed other people that are friends with her had blocked me as well, yeah. um, which I thought was weird. But it's like, OK, I guess, you know, sometimes you just don't want to see someone because like they're just I don't know, their posts provoke you or something like yeah. mental health issues. So I that was understandable. So I was like, just, you know, moved on. Um, but I did notice, though, specifically people that happened to be in that group chat um, before I had known about it had um, I noticed that people associated with her and her um, business had unfollowed me at the same time from my business profile, which I thought was very strange. And that kind of like, you know, red flag went up and I was like, what is going on? Like, what did I do? Like, I'm, I'm over here just trying to run a business and I'm like over here trying to be transparent and being honest about how I'm running the business. Um, and I really wanted to try to take an approach where like I was transparent about, you know, stuff that I don't see other business owners talking about. That's like, you know, that you have to know that's a struggle because from what I've seen is it seems like it's easy. You know what I mean? But it's kind of funny now finding out, well, they make it seem like it's easy because they're not actually running their business fully legally and complying by all the things that they should be. So it made sense. But um, I had noticed when all of those people had unfollowed my business account as well as my personal account, but I don't really pay attention to my personal account as much as the business one. Um, so as soon as I had heard um, from this person um, and she showed me, I was like, I knew it. I knew something had probably gone out in a group chat where the mass these mass amount of people had like, you know, chosen to unfollow and not support me for whatever reason. And you I actually was saw the, you actually saw the group chat, the DMS or whatever. Yeah, I have it. Um, okay. and, um, I'm grateful for, um, uh, that person that came forward because she had actually also told me that she was scammed by her because she had paid for the mentorship that she was doing for, oh, we know all about the mentorship. Oh, we know all about that. And so why did she feel like she was scammed with the mentorship deal? Um, I mean, she had said that stuff hadn't, wasn't, you know, lining up with what she had put out, like advertised that came along with that. And that, um, basically it was like over, uh, I guess over marketed in a way, like, and the results after like a month wasn't what she had said it was going to be, right. um, which to be honest, like, I know a lot of people that do that kind of mentorship sort of coaching especially for like upcoming you know entrepreneurs that really want to do something to get their business ahead and when i heard that she was charging a thousand dollars a month i was like that's absolutely insane i mean i know professionals that have the credentials and have the proof to show that they are successful that don't even charge that much which was unbelievable i mean it's like it kind of seems, you know, too good to be true, which it's like, yeah. Um, so that was kind of the last straw after she had, you know, been honest with her and was like, you know, I can't keep going. And she had nothing to say and they were friends. And the fact that like, you know, because she was like, hey, I can't keep paying for this every month. Like it's a lot. Um, the fact that she didn't reach out and ask if, you know, she was doing okay or like what was going on with her personally to make sure, you know, like, just the fact that there's like nothing to say, like that says it all. 
Yeah. Um, so she had, you know, kind of came back to my page and like had noticed that I was posting stuff like kind of relatable because unfortunately we found out we've been going through this with a lot of people in this space. So now we're really good friends actually from all of this um, because we know a lot of the same people and mm. they have done the same thing to every one of us. So, yeah. What else did she do? Was, there, uh, was, was it your company that the one that had to threaten a lawsuit? Uh, no, we never threatened a, a lawsuit. I mean, when she had showed me the group chat, I was more so like upset about the fact that no one in that group chat um, came to you. Exactly. Mm. Like, I mean, it happened later, but mm. the fact that they didn't even ask what it was that I said or how I undermined her in her business or the four that apparently I have gone after, which like, I can see why she would say, you know, the other company, like, but that's just one person. So I don't know who the other three could be. Mm. Um, but I mean, obviously if she had probably done more to cause real defamation damage to me and my company, I would probably go after her. Um, but currently I'm like already involved with the legal situation and it's, it costs a lot of money up front. People don't yeah. realize how expensive the legal process is. I mean, like a cease and desist letter itself can run you up to 15 grand just yeah. for that letter. And then the process server to get the letter to people. I mean, we just finished paying like $300 for that. Like, mm. so it's, a lot of money and you can't just, you know, go around saying like, you can do that. So like, I kind of kept it to myself, but it was nice to know that, you know, my instincts and the flag that had gone up about possibly something about me was said um, in that group of people was true, which, you know, my weird feelings that I get about people nowadays, like, unfortunately, like they all come to light eventually and are true. So, so then you still don't know. Janae, did, once Janae told everybody that you undermined her, did she ever talk to you at all? Messages, calls, to, like, no. did she ever confront you and say, look, this is how I feel? Yeah, so you still don't know what you did or what you did to her that she thinks you undermined her with. You, yep. you don't know. I don't know. I actually thought about trying to reach out to her, but she had blocked me on everything. It's like, she I don't know. She has a tendency of doing that. She blocks people. She, she will take and make subtle jabs at people. And then we'll instantly block them. And now she's got this habit of basically um, now she, she she has not learned from nine line. And, you know, when the nine line lawsuit broke, this was not surprising. The things that she'd been saying about nine line were it was libelous. It's like you you cannot say this. The investigation is still ongoing and you're clearly lying. And there's been new evidence that has been brought to my attention that I can't talk about just yet. That does not paint this whole situation in a very good light on anybody. Um, so it's one of these things that, like I, I said before, that when Janae instantly started lighting a fire around this to bring awareness, to bring advocacy, to bring attention, it's like, we don't know what's going on with this. You are getting bits and pieces from the fiance, but the fiance and the brother, whatever, that's one side of this. Clearly they are emotional with this. They're they're you know, his fiance was just murdered, you know, and it's not trying to detract from them. I'm not insulting them. It's like, but there are three sides that we have to take into consideration here. Left, right, center, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And with Janae, you know, 
I brought on Tim Parlator, the nine line representative lawyer, who said that he even heard her speak at a conference one time. Why? I have no idea. Why anybody gets this woman to come speak is beyond me. Um, but he said that in that or in that uh, speech she gave, she talked about why do we have to wait for the facts to come out? Why? Like, why? So that right there is a massive tell in regards to how Janae's thought process is. But even now, she still continues to trash my name, which she's the one that threw the first punch on this one. So I don't know why she continues to come after me. It's probably to just draw attention to herself via my people. But it's not good PR. You know, this is not something you're going to get followers from. You are, in fact, hemorrhaging. I'm, I can't even tell you, Jennifer, the number of women that have DM'd me talking about Janae and her business tactics and her lack of business model and the scamming is you're like the third or fourth person that's actually come on the show and talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, and I was even hesitant myself to even get on the podcast um, with you, which I'm glad I did because, you know, I kind of had to talk myself into it and talk to my husband about it and my friends. And um, I was like, you know, I'm kind of worried because I know that, you know, like you said yesterday, she'll probably use clips of this and use it in a way that's misconstrued. And then it's like taken out of context. But yeah. the good thing is, you know, if it were to turn into a legal situation, she can't use clips of it. They would have to listen to the entire thing. So that's kind of why I, you know, stepped back and was like, okay, I'm, I'm got, I'm fine because I'm not saying anything that's a lie. Everything that I'm talking about is my experience and facts. So there's nothing. And, you know, I've, it's unfortunate that a lot of women in this space, I've noticed, like, they have this big following that's like, most of them have bought that following. Um, and they, you know, they spend their entire day painting a picture of this lifestyle that they have that is not reality. Mm -hmm. And they do that in order to try to hook people to follow them, especially women like, like me, that are not as, you know, confident and are trying to seek, you know, friendship from other women, especially because like in my situation, like I don't have a lot of women friends. I, you know, I went from engineering school to DOD contracting to the army reserves. And it's like, there's not a lot of women there. I've, you know, always had trouble with that. So it's already hard for me to like trust women. Um, unfortunately. So for a woman that talks about female empowerment, female veteran and advocacy, did she make you feel alienated and exiled or isolated at all with her behavior? Um, the Just the fact that she had put out that message without proof or anything like that. Like, I'm wondering, like, if someone did ask, like, what was it that she said? Like, what would she have said? And what would she have shown? Like, and, you know, like I said, like, I did think about reaching out to her and asking her, you know, like, what, what was it? Why did, why couldn't you ask me about it first? Why couldn't we just handle it like adults one-on-one -on -one in a private message and you let me know, Hey, is this true? Give me a chance to explain it. If probably someone else sent her something taken out of context, but I mean, her reporting that she does on her podcast and on all her channels, that kind of says everything right is like i mean she's saying you know admitting she doesn't understand you know the investigation process and saying like why do we have to wait until all the facts come out it's like well because there's an investigation going on and you can be you know leading people on to believe something that's not true and that's wrongful conviction like there's a reason why journalists have to word their stories 
a certain way because all the facts aren't out there and you have to wait in order for people actually doing their real job that are trained to do it, to actually do it. And by just trying to, you know, hop on these stories when they first come out and then reaching out to the families when they're in, you know, a mental health state that I can't even imagine. Like that to me is just like, it's like ambulance chasing. Like you're, you're trying to chase yeah. the drama, put interject yourself into it, be an advocate, be a voice or whatever. But it's kind of like you, you, you keep yeah. seeing this repetitious behavior and she's had to take a few posts down that she clearly got wrong. And then people will actually in the comments of her TikToks and stuff, correct her and she will block and ban them. She'll delete the comment and ban them because she doesn't want anybody disagreeing with her on her little, because I have invited her on this podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point of even offering her cash prize Come <laughs> on the show and debate me, debate mm. the facts, debate the things you've said, stand accountable for your actions because this whole ordeal, it's honestly, and I, I, I'm being completely candid here. Your situation is one of the biggest reasons why the veteran community is so toxic. Mm-hmm. Female veterans, yep. when they gang up on each other like this, because of people like Janae, it's like, it's a high school mentality. Mm-hmm. And Janae really clearly, if you look at her behavior or her actions are very in keeping with someone that is craving attention and recognition. Mm-hmm. She is wanting to be a victim. So therefore she can be a hero. She's never really been through anything truly significantly impactful in her life because it's displayed by the fact that most victims, and I'm saying this generalizing here, but it's, I think I really do believe this is true. Most victims that are actual victims don't want to be victims. Mm-hmm. Most people with PTSD, legit PTSD, don't want PTSD. It is not some sort of badge of honor that yeah. you are throwing in everybody's face to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, because, you know, it's it's a horrible thing to deal with. So the fact that Janae weaponizes her bought following in this capacity, and the reason I do this, folks, quite honestly, is yes, this is getting repetitive. But the biggest reason I do this is I want people to be advised and be aware of people like Janae and the type of BS that she puts women like Jennifer through, the types of just ridiculous petty drama. There's no need for this. There is room at this table for everybody to eat in the veteran business space. There are veteran CBD brands out there I have no issue with. In fact, I've helped a few and a few have actually given me advice. It's like there are 350 million Muldoons in this country and you're telling me that we have to get into fights over the most petty basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But again, everything you've just told me is very in keeping with what other women have told me about Janae's behavior. Yeah, and it's, I, I've i actually like, um, you know, have thought about, I'm currently rebranding my own business and I've tried to like keep, not like completely away from the veteran community, but a little bit away yeah, in know, a way, so. just because it's like, I noticed the same thing. like. I had wanted to be a part of a community that said that they wanted to empower women, specifically veteran women. And it is absolutely nothing empowering. I went through one of the darkest years of my life that ended with me going to seek help and getting on medication antidepressants Mm -hmm. for months. And I was lucky that I had a few people that helped me through that period. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm obviously out of that black hole that I was in. And I actually have a few people that I can, you know, trust and my husband, of course, who has helped me, you know, grow, especially 
tell me like, you don't need that. You can start your own business. And then the same people come after you when you start a business and try to tear you down because like, I don't know what it is like, um, or just people that like knew you before you became a business owner, they try to tear you down as well. It's like, what is it with these people that just don't want to see others succeed? Like I have always been one to try to help people not charge them for the help. Like anything that I know that I have experience with, I've always tried to be transparent about what I learned, my experience and trying to put the knowledge out there because I keep learning and it seems like these people just want to gatekeep everything that they know. And it kind of makes sense now why, because they want to utilize it in order to monetize because they don't have anything to offer. Like, that's what it seems like, you know, like, and the same thing that you said too, about the victim thing, like I've gone through things that people don't know about. And you know what? I don't need to tell people about them. I've moved on my own way. And while, you know, I have my own way of coping and everyone else does as well, like I have noticed that sort of trend, unfortunately. Um, And I feel like a lot of the times people probably, especially women, feel the pressure to have to say, talk about that kind of a thing because they see others. And I hate to say it like, but like, it's like what you don't know if it happened. I mean, look at what Tim had mentioned about her which was shocking to me like you know she's a sweetheart um, i really like her she's got a good heart yeah so yeah like you can tell like you can tell and it it sucks because you know i I told her and a few other people it's like i was infantry and so this is like back 2001 2016 and it was before we'd mixed men and women and i never wanted to serve alongside women i knew the drama i knew the issues no offense to women but i know what happens when men and women are deployed um, and they are mixed. People are going to fuck. Women are going to get pregnant. There's going to be drama. It takes away from the mission. And the places that we were going or the places we went to in Iraq and Afghanistan were the worst places you could go to. So it's like your mind should be focused on the mission. You don't have time to be worrying about this woman or this dude worrying about her or her. Worry. You have to be focused to get your guys out of there alive. Like this was no joke. This is the kind of behavior that you see happen on the fobs and the rear and the rear echelon types because they have that kind of time. They can be, they have the time to be able to be focused on dumb shit that's going on and the petty drama. And in a weird way, it does make the time go by. It keeps them occupied in a very negative manner. But when I see this type of behavior outside the veteran space, it's only indicative of what happens while you were in the service. I mean, clearly the mentality has not changed. And the female empowerment that I see from female veterans such as Janae, it's like you're not doing hardly any good, if any at all. I see you dragging these people down. I see you trying to ruin potentially innocent people's lives, lives that you don't care about. You're just sitting there juggling with these lives. And the thing is, like, Janae, when she posts, when she does her TikToks, you look at the engagement, you can clearly see it's purchased. But the concerning thing is it just takes one post to catch fire, mm-hmm. to go viral, and that post can be incorrect. You can, you can, it could be to the point where you don't have all the facts correct, and you are potentially slandering a potentially innocent person, and she does not care. Mm-hmm. She said in that one post, she goes, advocacy is not journalism. Yes, it is. 100% it is. You have to be a journalist. You have to find the facts. You have to find the truth. And she clearly showcases that she doesn't. And people, unfortunately, that that blow my mind, 
buy into this hook, line, and sinker because, quite frankly, it's the way she sexualizes herself on her platform. She tries to draw the men in, the simps, to go with her fake breasts, the showing the skin. Uh, she keeps posting stuff now. And, um, in fact, yesterday, quite funny, frankly, um, she got people to mass report my account. And they took down about eight posts relating to Janae. Only Janae. So I know it was her. So Instagram pulls them all down. I appeal everyone and I won every single appeal. So it's like, I, cause I know how to play the game now. It's like, you're not going to get me on these little small contingencies. She wants me deplatformed. She wants to silence my voice because I'm the only one out there that I know of that is really going back against her lies and propaganda. And she's scared about that. But I have one more troll move to make. It's going to take me about two weeks to make one other person knows about it. And it's going to be the greatest troll of all time and then i'm done with this and i'm walking away but i do want people to have these living testimonials testimonials of her behavior and look i get it we've all done and said things we don't we, we regret i get that i mean forgiveness to error is human of course but janae shows no signs of being apologetic of being um essentially just kind of being uh yeah, I don't even know how to explain. She she doesn't regret anything. She regrets nothing, and she doubles mm -hmm. down. And you know what? I've noticed that about people in this space is um, they they make it a point. It's like narcissistic behavior. They make it a point to you know when something's going on, they will never like address it directly, like on their pages, because God forbid that goes you know away from their niche that they're trying so yeah. hard to live up to on Instagram and all of these bullshit social media channels. Um, and it, that I've noticed that with so many women and it's like this woman, like not her, but for example, someone else, you know, they paint this picture that they're this like innocent, nice girl that just wants to empower women and all this crap. It's like, if people would see the things that I have seen that this same woman says about others in private messages and yeah. these people spend their entire day either posting their fake lifestyle on their social media platform with their mm -hmm. hundred thousand followers and then you know the rest of the day they are talking the nastiest things saying the nastiest things about people that they don't even know they're just assuming and they get under their skin like and that's something that like my husband had told me that i didn't even see um, before, but I kind of can see it now is like, you know, he told me, babe, you probably get under these people's skin because you have so many things that you have done and accomplished and you don't even like to talk about it because you like to be humble. Like I'm not out there constantly asking for a repost on all these military repost pages. Like, <laughs> Oh, look at me. I'm an army veteran. And I'm a chemical and I can do five yeah. things, yeah. but I'm not out there trying to get that attention. I'm just trying to like mind my own business. And like, now I don't trust anyone, especially women that are like, you know, in the space trying to just get clout. It's just, the, the one thing that I've learned about people um, in my short time on this earth is that when you have a friend that is bad-mouthing another friend, you are an idiot if you think they are not doing the same thing to you behind your back. You're not special. Those yeah. type of people are very toxic. They're very dangerous. You cannot trust them. Um, I have two or three good, good male friends that I know for a fact that they would never bad-mouth each other behind their backs. They're just, that's just not their personality. Those types of people do exist. 
Or if they do, they will be upfront and honest, like, man, I think you're a fucking idiot on this one. It's because they're not in that high school mentality. And those okay. types of people will really enrich your life, especially in the business world. Like I have a very few, like Andy Priscilla is one of them. He's one of those dudes that I, I know I can count on this guy to give me straight shooting advice. It's like, what's this? How do you, what do you think of this idea? It's like, that's ah, fucking stupid. Like, or whatever the case, I have a few people like that, um, that I genuinely trust their feedback and they would never badmouth me to other people. And I would never do that to them because I just feel like that's one of those things of mutual respect. But when you have people like Janae that does what she's done and, and the group chats, I've heard numerous people talk about, and a lot of them were actually in these chats, and it was like these clucking hens coming together, drama gossiping, and these are all female veterans, some business owners, some entrepreneurs, and you come together in this group chat to tear these out outsiders down because they feel like you're undermining their business, yet they give no reason. It, this, is, this is drama. Uh -huh. This is, and the thing that she doesn't realize, you are screwing with people's livelihood. Like, I'm not, she doesn't threaten me. She, I'm not scared of this woman. She's not cost shell shock anything because we're, we're better than her. We're more successful. We're an actually legitimate business, you know? And when she tries to go against people like myself, uh, when she tries to go against people like Nine Line, you are going to lose because uh -huh. here's the deal. It's like, you might get paid every so often to go do these speaking engagements, but they eventually go away. And then what's your next cash flow project? Because I'm telling you right now, where she works, she's not going to work there much longer. If she continues this, and she keeps getting caught up in these drama-filled issues where lawsuits are going to come after because she still has not even learned. She is still trying to play the same tactics towards myself and others that she did with Nine Line. And I spoke with Nine Line yesterday, and they're like, dude, I've never sued anybody. She's the first. In the 10 years I've been in business, I've never had to sue anybody for this. She's the first. Mm -hmm. And that's – and Janae has no, no acts of contrition, no like, oh, you know, my bad. I should have done more research. No, she just doubles down. And then, like I've said before, she will cloak herself in that female victim mentality. And it's like, you can't criticize me because I'm an advocate, but you're not really advocating for anything. So, but all right, Jennifer, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Um, I, I guess I would just add, especially if, if other women veterans are out there listening, you know, like, um, don't believe everything that you see, especially from people that want to paint a picture like their life is perfect. Their life probably is not perfect. Um, people that actually put out stuff that relates more to you, not because they're trying so hard to be relatable. Like I know a lot of women that like to like make memes and think that they're funny. And it's like, that's not funny. Stop trying to trying so hard to be funny. You know what I mean? But like, um, always ask questions is my thing. Like, especially when you have these people out here claiming that they're super successful and they have a six figure business and it's like, yeah six figure what like operating expenses yeah. like what are you talking about like overall um ask questions especially if you're about to pay someone for mentorship like okay well show me you know your business yeah. plan show me all that you know that you claim you never see any of that she like i wonder why her types <laughs> don't even know how to make a business plan she doesn't have anything remotely like that but unfortunately people that are not experienced in the business world don't know that so it's, it's literally, it's the perfect combination of suckering somebody, you know, yeah. they don't know what questions to ask. And the person doing the scamming, they make it sound really good. I mean, she's got a lot of people fooled. I mean, generally from the bottom of my heart, this woman has some serious issues that she needs to get help with and she doesn't even realize. It. And the other question I have is just like to her husband, how can you, why would you ever tolerate such a vindictive, toxic woman like this? What kind of man are you that you would let this woman also raise your children? 
and behave in such a manner. That's not masculine at all. That's not being a man at all. That's being a beta little coward. Because a man like that, you number one, that dude should put her in her place and be like, look, if this is how you want to behave, I'm gone. You can find another guy. We'll, we'll deal with the kids. Like, But I would never, I would never share my kingdom or my castle with you. You are not, you are not deserving of this. You bring nothing but drama and negativity, you know, and there's a difference in like advocating, standing up for what's right. I know that there's negativity that follows that, but when you're on the receiving end of a million dollar lawsuit, and then you're still engaging with people like me nonstop, what does that say about, because here's the thing, like outside of Janae, I don't really have anybody that I beef with because I don't care. Nobody comes after me. I give my political opinions, but Janae always has somebody. There's always somebody that she's beefing with. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I've noticed about it. If it's not me, it's Nine Line or somebody else or another figure. And I feel like a lot of these women that I, I have been told this by two different women, they felt intimidated by her because she likes to send her flying monkey circus of fake <laughs> followers. Folks, I'm here to tell you before God and country, her fake followers are not real. You have nothing to be scared of. This woman is a toothless dog. She is a paper tiger. And I've... I've had my account open and all I get is like maybe one or two comments in my rumble chat from her blinded simps. This woman is powerless. So to these other females that might be listening to this, it's up to you. It's not me. It's up to you to stand up and speak out against this woman to bring her atrocities to light. She should be held accountable by the veteran community for the bullshit that she has perpetuated. Stop being scared. Like stop being scared. What are you scared of? You're not going to lose anything. But instead, your silence only magnifies the status that she tries to pretend is hers and it's real and it's not. Women need to speak out. Yeah, I really hope that more people come out because I I personally am getting tired of getting messages about people that others have had this similar experiences with and they don't want to come out because they're scared of these people. And it's not just Janae, it's the other people that I'm also dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, why don't you say something about it then too? Like I'm currently involved in a legal situation. I can't talk about it right now, mm -hmm. but I will. That's why I'm like also out here, you know, talking about this situation, like, because there's nothing wrong with putting out your side and the facts out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I really feel for like, you know, her family, because I don't think her husband even has a social media. So he probably has no idea what's going on. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I wonder I mean, if he, he knows with the lawsuit. lawsuit. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna learn with the lawsuit. Be like, what the hell did you? That's like yeah. opening up your bank accounting app and seeing your bank account's been drained. It's like, what the hell did you do? Yeah, so, I, I mean that told him that. this letter like should have been your like, okay, I need to stop and I need to retract what I said and I need yeah. to apologize. I'm shocked that that didn't happen <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. still continuing. Like yeah, when you when you receive a cease and desist letter, I mean it's not that's not legal. It's not legally binding. It's literally a company saying, hey, you're on our radar. Knock it off. Stop yeah. it or we're going to court. Your last but, chance. Yeah, but apparently Janae viewed that as like, it's just corporatist bullying. As though they're trying to bully me. And I love how she always paints that. They're trying to silence us. No, Janae, you slandered an innocent company. You literally cost them in sales. And the fact that Gruntstyle still posts this woman, still advocates for this woman, it's clear as day what the tactic is here. And nobody seems to say anything about it. Gruntstyle is ran by fucking clowns. 
You've got that Tim douchebag out there giving all these speeches like, I'm so glad I get to help the veteran. Man, you fucking cause more drama and animosity out there with your brovet bullshit t-shirts. And you sit there and advocate for these women like Janae Perfectly Flawed, quite honestly, because it's probably making you sales. Because every time she makes a post, she's wearing a Grunt Style t-shirt. And Grunt Style sees this. These videos are going potentially to like a larger audience, so they think. And it's like, well, then you'll get a comment every so often if you didn't get, if you don't get blocked on her TikTok. If you follow me, she's going to block you, by the way. But in there, be like, where'd you get that shirt? And then she's the first one to respond. It's like, okay, so this is really about driving up shirt sales. Is what it's really about. So it's like, it's multifaceted. A I multifaceted mean, ball of fuckery. Printify shirts that she makes too. And it's like, yeah. like the victim hero ones. And it's like, is that just going to your bank account? Or are you donating a portion of that to like, no. you know, a nonprofit community, like that's kind I'm of like- I'm not sure if it's weird. true or not. I never looked into it, but I heard a lot of her stuff was actually made in China. I mean, I have no idea. I but heard that. That's an opinion. I'm not making that a fact. I'm just saying I heard that before she shut it down. So, all right. Well, Jennifer, <laughs> where can everybody find you at and your business? What is your business? Uh, Peach Tales Apparel. It's uh, peachtales.apparel on Instagram and it's peachtales.com. Um, the website, um, currently trying to work on that website, but I've had so much other oh, okay. stuff going on, but, um, I'm probably going to open now. it back up later today for like Labor Day sale, just to get it okay. out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is for uh, clothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It says websites being updated. Okay. So peachtails.com. That's your business. It's women's it's women's apparel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the Instagram once again is. Peachtails.apparel and my personal account is Jennifer on AUN all together uh, as well. <laughs> well, Jennifer, thank you for being here today and thank you for doing this interview. I know it was probably very stressful for you because of all the messages you're getting and, you know, the supposed big scary giant that's under the bed that could be Janae perfectly flawed. In reality, it's a little barking chihuahua. But thanks for coming on here and giving your side of the story. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care. You too. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're not done yet. We have another episode coming to you right after this for our subscriber-only show that's going to be uploaded to iTunes. And if you're a subscriber at 99 cents a month, you get access to. What are we going to talk about? Well, a sex therapist that apparently sleeps with her clients. Um, yeah, this is real. It's not It's not a lie. This is not clickbait. I promise you. We're going to read about this when we go live again just after this to have a different episode. And we're taking calls. We're taking your calls. You want to call in, debate, cuss me out, whatever. I don't care. It's free for all Friday. So until here in about a few minutes, you stay savage, America.